What up, fam? ATL. See you next week, April 13th through the 15th, Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta, Georgia. Come get you some. This episode of The Shop Show is brought to you by my friends at Mood. That's right. Whether you're new to cannabis or an old pro, an old pothead, there's no denying that many of the products on the market seem iffy at best, all right? And when you want to relax, iffy is the last way you want to feel. Mood puts an end to the guessing games. It's 100% federally legal Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC. You can have shipped straight to your door. No doctors, no waiting. It's just affordable legal THC. For limited time, Mood is giving you guys free Delta 9 gummies and 20% off your first order. Visit hellomood.com. Use the code S-E-H-A-U-B. That's hellomood.com. Use the code SHOB at checkout. All right. Mood offers federally legal forms of THC extracted from hemp plants. All of their products are regularly third-party tested in drug enforcement agency registered labs sourced from small family farms and grown organically. It's all organic, baby. The experts at Mood have tested and tailored different strains for the mood you're looking for. Energized, gotcha. Creative, gotcha. Focus, no doubt. Other moods include sleepy, chill, social. All right. We got you covered, man. Ready for a good time without the guesswork? All right, order your THC product from Mood today. And for 20% off your first order and free gummies, go to hello, H-E-L-L-O, mood.com. Use promo code SHOB. That's hello, M-O-O-D.com. Promo code SHOB for 20% off your order and free gummies. Now let's start the program. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. What is poppin', fam? Monday morning here in Los Angeles. What is happening? Fresh off a family road trip in San Diego. Went to the Padres game. Tell you what. Boy, San Diegoans know how to drink. They, I've, I've never seen so many hammered people at a baseball game in my entire life. Uh, it, it was dicey. It was dicey. It was a last-minute thing. I saw it was the opening uh, game for the Padres for the MLB season. And my kids uh, do like going to the game. So I'm like, let's do it. Like, yay. We beeline down there. I uh, made there by the second inning. Here's the thing, though. I, and I was talking to uh, a bunch of people there. I'm trying to think. There's so many uh, people that I knew that at, at the at the game, but uh, I was like, man, it, there were so many fights in the bathroom. All there's just people are hammered. I'm like, why is everyone so hammered? San Diego's always like this. The Padre games always like this. I'm like, no, the game was supposed to be at one o'clock because the rain delay they pushed it to seven. So people have been just waiting since basically noon drinking. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. It looked like the purge. It was. Uh, it was fun, though. It was fun. Shout out to San Diego. Um, but thank the fight gods because you have a big-ass card this Saturday. UFC 287 is finally here, and it is one hell of a card worth every bit of your hard-earned money, fam. Uh, we're also doing a special uh, Calabas Fight Companion. You have Brian Callen, Cheeto Vera, myself, and a very special guest who I'll announce on Thursday but we're, we have one hell of a crew for UFC 287, Calabasas Fight Companion, live on Thick Boy YouTube, Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. 
So make sure you tune into that live. And if not, you can watch it on Sunday or Monday as it uploads to YouTube and all your audio streaming services. That is UFC 287 headlined by Alex Piera and Izzy. Uh, the rematch there. I would say rematch. Rematch in the UFC. They fought previously uh, twice before that in kickboxing. But... Uh, yeah, you got your rematch. The whole card, we'll get to the main event in a second. The whole card is pretty tasty. The whole entire card is tasty. You know it's a good card. We got Cynthia Calvillo on the early prelims. You have Gerald Merchart on there. Um, and then your prelims for ESPN. You got Michelle Watterson, Kevin Gal Kel Kelvin Gaslam, Chris Curtis. And then the main card kicks off with the young buck, Raul Rosa Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. This is not a uh, a walk in the park for uh, Rosa Jr. This is not a, a gimme fight. This will be by far the toughest fight of his young, uh, budding career. Um, you know, Rodriguez is no punk. He's no punk. And uh, was he 8-1? Yep. Is he 8-1 yeah. or 8-0? No, he's 8-1. Eight 8-1. Eight oh, he lost his first fight in the UFC against Jonathan Pierce. Last, or won his last one with an Anaconda choke in the first round. And he was a also unanimous decision winner on Dana White's contender series. So by far the toughest test for a very young 18-year-old with a long face and Rosa Jr. <laughs> um, what, man? Just facts. Spaniard savage. So Rosa Jr., uh, he has work cut out for him. He's going to pass the test, though. Um, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I bet that thing goes to decision. And I think we see what uh, Rosa Jr. is made out of. It's a perfect test. Uh, where he's at, I think, being 18 years old, kicking off a huge pay-per-view. So uh, the UFC has high hopes for Rosa Jr., man, really high hopes. You know, the kid's young as hell, and uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience, and put him right up there. He's born in 2004, which is insane. <laughs> Just so, so insane. So to put him right up there uh, is a big test for him. And, again, it, this isn't going to be a cakewalk. If you're a Rosa Jr. fan, this is not – uh, a gimme fight. This is a fight where I think it goes to the judges' scorecards, and he wins 29-28, um, I could see, 30-27. Uh, we'll see on the judges, man. Might go to draw some bullshit, but you never know with the judges. But uh, R Rosa Jr. has his work cut out for him. Not an easy fight, which I'm I'm proud of him, man. Good for him. Good for the UFC for pushing the kid, put on the main card. Uh, second fight on the main uh, card, you got Kevin Holland. This is a fun fight. Kevin Holland, uh, Santiago, Ponsonibio. Uh Tough fight for your boy, Ponsonibio. Kevin Holland's no punk, man. Kevin Holland is n absolutely no punk. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Holland clips him and then submits this guy. And now you're dealing with a dangerous Kevin Holland, too, because he's coming off a two-fight uh, losing skid here. Obviously, the Hamzat loss is uh, a tough one for him. Do we count that as a loss? So took it based on a three-hour notice at a catch weight 180 pounds. That's whatever. He did the UFC a solid. That's the whole conspiracy thing at UFC uh, 279, which we don't want to get into. Um, and then he lost to Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, that's fight of the night. Uh, he ended up shooting in that fight, which was interesting. But you got a, a Kevin Holland backed in a corner. Can't lose three in a row. Three in a row gets a little dicey for Kevin Holland. Ponsonibio is a good matchup. Both Kind of at a fork in the road. Uh, I'll take Kevin Hall in this fight all day with this fork in the road. And then what I think will be your, uh, yeah, uh, it'll be your fight of the night will be Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Um, fantastic fight. I think this should have been a main event on a fight night. I would like to see these two gentlemen go five rounds. 
Uh, it's the first real test for Yanez, who I'm a huge fan of. Love Adrian Yanez. Uh, Rob Font, big fan of Rob Font as well. Um, Adrian undefeated in the UFC. This kid is a little banshee. Fighting out of, I think, San Antonio. He's out of Texas. But, uh, you know, he hasn't faced uh, any real big tests yet. And Rob Font is that test. They're trying to see where, the, where, where he lines up at. Rob Font coming off some tough some tough ones. The, the Marlon Vera, the Cheeto fight, right? He took all the punches to the face. Jose, Jose Aldo was a tough one. Um, and his win over Marlon Marias. There was so much damage done that fight. You wonder how much more he can fight with that style. Um, you know, but he beat Marlon. Then he beat Cody Garbrandt. Jose Aldo was a tough one. Then Marlon Vera was an awful fight for him with his face. Um, so I guess this is a matter of, you know, changing of the guards here. You got the young buck and Adrian Yanez versus the old salty dog from the New England cartel uh, and Rob Font. It's a big step up for Adrian Yanez, and I think he pass, passes this test in flying colors. I think you're five of the night. I do think it goes to the judge's decision. So I think your uh, Rosa Jr. wins decision, Kevin Holland uh, via finish submission, and uh, Adrian Yanez via decision as well. That leads us to the co-main event, Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. Oh, boy. Interesting one, right? Uh, for Gilbert Burns, his stock went through the freaking roof, right, one with his uh, uh, Hamzat fight, through the roof. And then what he did to Neil Magny was just uh, disrespectful in the first round in Brazil. Um, you know, for Gilbert Burns – you know, with this this division, it they don't really know what to do. But I do think this is them rewarding Gilbert Burns because this is one of those money fights. Jorge Masvidal is one of those money fighters where it doesn't matter how many fights he's won or lost, we're always going to tune in. He just crossed over into. There's a few guys that cross over that, and you're talking about you know a guy in um, Masvidal, you know, who's lost his last three fights. You know, he lost three fights. He's lost five out of his last eight. Um, lost Damian Maya, split decision. That one's dicey. Uh, one boy Thompson, he beat Darren Till. Remember, he starts Darren Till in London, which is what kicked off the whole kind of phenom of Masvidal. Even though, if you're hardcore, you've been following this guy since he was fighting with Kimbo Slice in backyards in Dade County, Miami. Um, but the Darren Till one kicked it off. Then the Ben Askren one put him in another stratosphere with the knee, flying knee, which is one of the greatest knockouts of all time, fastest knockout in UFC history. Let's take a little break here. This episode of The Shop Show is brought to you by the one, the only, the faithful on it. Listen, your boy's busy. That's by design. I like to have a lot on my plate, and my friends at On It help me maintain focus and order to function and stay in a high zone. They help me out with a little alpha brain. I take the black label, the highly concentrated uh, black label alpha brain, promotes attention, focus. Alpha brain helps support cognitive functions, including memory, mental speed, and focus, yeah, I need help with all that stuff, right? Uh, what are the benefits to Alpha Brain, you ask? Well, I'm going to tell you the benefits of Alpha Brain regular, but think of all this with a little turbo for your brain piece, all right? Aids in mental processing, caffeine-free, helps with the flow state, promotes focus, and supports memory. Alpha Brain can help you remember names and places like your girlfriend, where she lives, all sorts of phone numbers, all right? Think more clearly under stress, react more quickly. If you can't use any of that, well, I guess you don't need to try the best nootropic on planet Earth. They've sold over a million bottles. On it also offers fitness equipment, the best of the best. Kettlebells, steel club maces, sandbags, yoga mats. You need better nutrition? Say less. On it has MCT oil, 
protein, protein bars, protein powders. We got it all. They offer on-demand workouts. If your thick ass needs to get in shape, you don't need to go to gym. Do it from the comfort of your living room. They have streaming fitness, all right? We got you. Go to onit.com slash shop. Receive 10% off everything, including Alpha Brain Black, Alpha Brain Instant, Alpha Brain Focus Shot, regular Alpha Brain. We got it all. Workout gear, workout streaming fitness. You save 10% off everything. Go to onit.com slash shop for 10% off. All right, fam, this next one, I only recommend products that I actually use. And this is this next product is one I actually use. I reached out to them to be part of the program. I'll talk about my friends at Happy Hippo. It's the best kratom on the planet. It's the only kratom that I trust. All right. I use it when I'm on stage, when I'm doing podcasts, when I'm chilling, whatever I'm looking for. Your boy's on that kratom, but not just from anybody from Happy Hippo. I use the shot. I always have it here. I use the sour apple, the butterscotch. I prefer these days right now. But if you don't like shots, they have gummies, they have powders, they got it all. And you missed out because last week they had their 10-year anniversary. They were given 30% off. Now it's back to 20% off. All right. If you want to try the best Tradem, the My Hidden Gem, My Limitless Pill, you got to go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is THICK23. You get 20% off for life. All right. Send that to a friend, family, coworkers, whoever you want to try Kratom that you can actually trust that actually works in whatever form you use it in, whether it's a shot, whether it's the gummies, whether it's a powder, I got you covered. Go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is thick with three C's, T-H-I-C-C-C, 23 for 20% off. Now let's get back to the program. And then the Nate Diaz stoppage, he actually absolutely beat the brakes off Nate Diaz and won the BMF title. And then after that, he got dicey for him. Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman, Kobe Covington. And it'd be tough to give him a single round in any of those fights. You know, so five out of his last eight, uh, three fight losing skid, and you get, get Gilbert Burns, who's coming off, uh, you know, a big win. And then obviously a moral victory and a fan victory over Hamzat. So it is a tough one for Jorge Masvidal. I want to say he's a five to one dog, but he's the money fight. And because he's the dog, he never count Jorge Masvidal out. What what worries me a little bit is Jorge, he's plus 390 right now. Uh, Gilbert Burns is minus 490, which is insanely huge difference. Um, with Jorge Masvidal, you know, because he is, you know, he's always been an underdog his entire career. He's always just this dog they can't count out. But what does alarm me a little bit as a huge Jorge Masvidal fan is before, he said this in the news recently, I think it just a day or two ago, maybe it was the press conference for his big uh, boxing fight over the weekend, the game bread fighting. He said, if I lose this fight, I'm done. I'm retiring. It's like, ooh, it's never good. So that means you got one foot out the door. Gilbert Burns has two feet all the way, balls deep in the UFC fighting game. So for Jorge Masvidal, he's had a great run, man. But when I hear him say, uh, this, if I lose, I'm out, it's like, fuck, you know, that's trouble. That's trouble fighting a guy against Gilbert Burns. I, uh, you know, I hope Jorge gets it done, man. I love Gilbert too, but I'm just a huge Jorge fan. So this is a tough one for him. This is a tough one for him. But Jorge's that guy. You don't, you don't care wins or losses. Uh, he should be. In, he's a he's a big fight, big fight card guy. And so they gave it to him in the co-main event. But we'll we'll see how many has of these left. Especially if he loses, he's talking about retiring. I never like that when a fighter talks about retiring. Say that after the fight. Don't 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 tell us where your mind's at going into a huge co-main event on UFC 287. That's trouble. It always leads to trouble. Um, the main event is another barn burner, huh? Alex Pereira, Izzy, Adesanya. Um, you know, Izzy's the best 
middleweight we've ever seen, but the one guy that has his number, he's his Achilles heel, is a guy named Alex Pierre who also beat him in kickboxing as well. So Izzy's never beat him, huh? Izzy's never beat him. What's tough here is, you know, I think if we weren't so, I don't want to say in love, but we're definitely big fans of Izzy here at the Thick Boy Studios. We love Izzy. And if someone, let's say you didn't know Izzy, you didn't know Alex, and said, hey, who do you think is going to win? This guy's lost literally every time he's fought him, um, but he's favored to win this fourth fight that they're going to go into. Who would you bet on? I'm like, the guy beat him every time? He's an underdog? Probably going to take the underdog. That's insane. So it's tough to tell because I'm so biased towards Izzy. He's a minus 140. So I was thinking, how'd they come up with this minus 140? Well... Again, to, to kind of ride on Izzy's nuts here, if you look at the fights, I know he lost, but if he didn't get clipped, if he didn't get finished, he wins those fights. He's won more rounds. He's, be, he's had more rounds won than Alex Pierre when they fought. You know, these gentlemen have spent numerous times inside a ring in octagon, and for the majority of the time that they've spent inside a ring or cage, Izzy's winning. Izzy's winning, and then Alex Pierre, who could probably fight at heavyweight, connects with that Brazilian bomb, and the fight's over. So if you're a betting man, which I am, if you're a betting man, do you think Izzy, who's been unsuccessful at doing this for, what, three fights now, especially in the last one, well, in MMA, he's been unsuccessful, so he's 0-1, do you think that Izzy can do what he's been doing and not get clipped history would say no how do you guys feel what do you think jen <laughs> i told you that as much as i want Stalbender to win i think it's going to be so beautiful if he wins because the whole mental thing to be beaten by someone that many times yeah. right and to finally like conquer him and you were doing really well, but then obviously there's something in the mental thing, I think, somewhere with Izzy. I don't know. It's mental. Him. I just think Alex Pierre hit so no, goddamn right. hard. You're right. But Even I, later in the rounds, the guy just hits like a fucking truck. Absolutely. But for me, when I look at it, that's how I feel. I feel like there's like a, some sort mental of mental block. block. Yeah. But if he's able to conquer that and get over and actually beat um, Perheil on this particular fight, it would be such a beautiful, amazing thing. But as much as I love Izzy... If I had to bet my like you know like my life savings on something, yeah, I I, I would have to just bet with the Peloton. Alex, because, yeah, you're a piece of shit. I know. I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to. I'm rooting for Izzy. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, who's not, man? You know. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. No, I think Izzy's gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think if there were ten more seconds in that first, he wins. Win. Of course, but that's not how the game know, is played. That's, yeah. not how, that's not how it goes, yeah. is it? I know. Yeah. yeah, I just I'm leaning towards Izzy. It, you know, here's what's interesting is let's say Izzy wins, so it's one and one in the UFC. Do you run it back? You can't, right? I don't think this is it, dude. Yeah, because yeah. the, the, the division we got to move on. We got to move on. We have to move on. You yeah, know, man. you just have to. You have to move on. Here's where it gets interesting. Is again as much as we love Izzy here. Mm-hmm. If, let's say, Izzy or Alex wins this fight, your next fight's going to be against Hamzat. <laughs> I'm listening. Name which one of those two gentlemen beat Hamzat. 
It'll be so tough. <laughs> Super tough. I don't know. Now, you know, depending on how this fight goes, I think Hamzat's scheduled to, to get a fight um, at middleweight. So they're, they're going to toss him maybe a Whitaker or something like that or a Vittori, um, maybe a Jared Cannon there. Either way, you got you to, you know, let – I don't think you can go straight from Hamzat, who's never competed for a title, even at 170 where he started, and then he's never fought at middleweight at a high level and just toss him in the main event for a title shot. I think you got to have him beat a Whitaker to earn his keep. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the division's like, okay, this guy's the real deal. Because if you give him Robert Whitaker and he mops the floor, listen, Robert Whitaker would give Piera or Izzy all they can handle. Don't get it twisted. Robert Whitaker is a motherfucker. So you would have to have Hamzat fight a Robert Whitaker, show the division, show the fan base that he can be this straight savage at 85, and then he'd fight the winner of Alex and Izzy. But based off that, and I do think Robert Whitaker is a tougher matchup for uh, Hamzat than Alex Pierre or Izzy, by the way. So if he gets by that, it's going to be tough. Hamzat can be reigning champ for quite some time. Point is, is the winner of Saturday's fight, in all likelihood, your prize is fighting Homs at 85, and you're going to find out how good he is. You know, so I don't, again, the, the, the reason we went down this weird rabbit hole is I just, you, I, you can't do a third fight. Even, even if it's one and one, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Unless it's uh, a judge's decision, it's like super controversial, and it's not really a clear winner. You know, mm-hmm. because the the thought process there is the first time they fought, is he won the majority of the rounds, got clipped. He was winning the entire yeah, the entire fight, win the majority of the rounds. So you're like, all right, is he got it, but he got clipped. They run it this time and say, is he TKOs him? You wouldn't you'd be like, well, he won the first fight until he got clipped. Dominate him this time. Nobody's really asking for a third time. I just I don't see this happening. You no matter what happens. Now, obviously, you're definitely not going to do the rematch if uh, Alex wins because then he's two and zero. Makes yeah. no sense. But even if Izzy wins, this I think it's the last time you see it. I really do. And there was that little, you know, it's not controversy, but you know, Izzy was still standing up when when the referee stopped the yeah. fight. So Izzy even said, you know, I was moving my head and I, I was still in there. Yeah. So it was kind of like somewhat a slight. They want to see him go out on a yeah, shield, yeah. I guess. Which I'm not so mad at the stoppage, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. But again, oh, cool, you won. Unless Alex goes up to heavyweight, or I'm sorry, light heavyweight. <laughs> he could do both, I think. No, no, yeah, easily. Yeah. That's not, that wasn't like a blunder there. Yeah, he, yeah. I thought he might as well go to heavyweight. He's so big. So huge, yeah. He started cutting weight last December. <laughs> and gains it all There's just a picture of him just cutting day. weight at all hours of the day. That poor guy. What he's doing with his body. I wouldn't be surprised his last fight at, at middleweight. Yeah, because then they're gonna be like, "All right, here's Hamzat. Enjoy that, you two. Oh, neither one he can really wrestle. <laughs> Hilarious. Here's Hamzat. It's just he's a nightmare for yeah. them. Nightmare. It'd be cool to see Hamzat standing next to Stylebender or Alex Pereira. Just see how like the the difference in sizes. At oh, point. dude. Ha- yeah, if whoever wins, Hamzat is he'd be my dream fight for this year. Alex Pereira, Hamzat, dream fight for this year. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. That middleweight division needs it, man. Again, it's a change in the guards right now. You know, there's a lot of old heads in there. And it's, you know, it's getting chunky at the top there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for this whole fight card. So uh, let me give you my picks. I'm going to go uh, 
Rosa Jr. via decision, Kevin Holland via submission, but I think he clips him and then submits him with a rear naked choke or Darce. Rob Font, Adrian Yanez. I'll take Adrian Yanez, uh, majority decision. That's your fight of the night. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. Do I have to pick? <laughs> I mean, says Casey. listen, if you take my bias out of it, my relationship with those two guys, there's a reason Gilbert Burns is damn near five to one favorite there. You know, Jorge's lost the last three fights. Jorge's talking about retiring. I would have picked Jorge if he didn't mention before we even get into fight week that he's going to, this is his last fight if he loses. That's a huge red flag to me. So I'll take Gilbert Burns. Uh, but you guys are going to be surprised about the output of Jorge Masvidal and the heart that Jorge Masvidal has. This isn't going to be a one-sided thing where he just gets his ass beat. Um, and then Alex Pierre, Izzy, oof, I'll take Izzy via decision. Cool. Are you betting on this fight at all? Oh, yeah. You are? Yeah. Oh, Meme Callen got like five Gs on Alex and Izzy. I'm going to shake that old man down, too. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a close. I bet I could get Brian to bet on the Rob Font, Adrian Yanez fight. He doesn't know who either of those men are. I bet I could get him. Or I bet you I could get Brian. He doesn't know odds to bet on Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> but we'll definitely do the – we already made the bet. I think we made it on the fight campaign with Rogan last time. Mm. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I mean, it's a good bet, right? It's like such a toss-up. When the fights are that close, it's fun. And Brian does love boxing a lot, right? So I figure he might pick Adrian, but he doesn't know much, I'm guessing, about Brian. He's not heard of him. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I hope no. I'll bring yeah. him up. I'll find a kid. I'll go, uh, Jim, bring him up. Yeah, it's kind of, he knows a lot, a lot of fires, but some, he just doesn't have any. It's, yeah, listen, if you're know. not in it, I get it. It's tough to keep up. Like Rampage, too. Oh, yeah, whoever. Name someone who's not like a huge market. I'm like, I have no clue who you're talking about. He just doesn't keep up with it. Yeah. What else you got, dude? Uh, do you want to cover any of the fights that what, that happened over this past weekend? I mean, you had thick on thick crime. Anthony Pettis, Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> yeah. A couple thickies Here's going. Here's a at picture it. of them real quick. They Roy is looking super thick, but uh, yeah, Pettis was like 200 pounds or something like that. Dude, I think Chuck. I think it was Chuck Mendenhall said this. This is an insane stat. Think about this. Hmm. Roy Jones Jr. in 1993, when UFC one came to Denver, Colorado. Roy Jones Jr. was 24-0 as a pro boxer. UFC won. Roy Jones Jr. is 24-0. 2023, he's the main event, main event against Anthony Pettis. You know, it's just, I mean, for Pettis, a huge feather in your cap to beat Roy Jones Jr. 
If I beat Roy Jones, I just wouldn't have, I would have only his vintage pictures in my house. I would not have that Wayne picture. My kids like, you beat Roy Jones? Like, sure did. And then as kids get older, they just don't know what year it is. Mm. But you just have like vintage Roy Jones highlights playing. <laughs> yeah, like, you beat, beat the, the shit out of that dude. Yeah, I beat him. Yeah, first boxing match. I mean, they're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, big deal. Big deal. Look it up. Nah. Um, so shout out to Anthony Pettit. I see he's one to know. I do see a little bit, like, you'll see how, like, I think Jeremy Stevens, Jose Aldo, uh, I don't hear if Pettis or not, but they're calling out, you know, um, Connor, or they're looking for those big money fights. If you're a Jake Paul fan, you like this, I hate to say it, almost feeder league to this entertainment boxing revenue. You know, it's like this is just feeding more um, superstars to for Jake Paul and Logan Paul and the KSIs of the world to fight because this is who they should be fighting. Mm. They shouldn't be fighting real box. Well, I don't know why they want to play in the real boxing game. That's a terrible idea. But here, like you're telling me you want to watch Jake Paul, Anthony Pettis? Now, I'm not saying that I'm in love with it. What I'm saying is there's a huge lane for it, and I don't hate on it. Good for them, man. Get yours. For Anthony Pettis to you know, have the Hall of Fame career he had in the UFC, go over to the PFL, the Showtime kick over Ben Henderson. He was on a Wheaties box. Great dude, too. Great fucking dude. And then to have that career, and then now he's making tons of money fighting Roy Jones Jr. could fight a Jake Paul. Yeah, dude, get yours, man. And I'll watch. I'll pay for it, too. You know, I'm, it's not, it's, I'm not shutting the family down. And they, hey, we're ordering pizza and watching this every weekend, if it's every week. But once every three months, every four months, I'm in, dude. There's a lane for it. Mm-hmm. But all this is, like, when I see this stuff, like the game bread stuff, what he's doing, I love that Jorge's doing this. Jorge has his tequila. He has his fight league. He has his promotional league. You know, he's doing a lot of cool shit, man, outside that octagon. I celebrate all of it, man. We should all support each other, right? Mm-hmm. So I love all that stuff. But what I see here is I'm like, oh, this is kind of a feeder league to get to those big boys. You know, the Anthony Pettis, Connor fight in boxing. The Anthony Pettis, Logan Paul, Jake Paul fight. Especially Anthony Pettis at that weight. Yeah, you're big enough to fight Jake. <laughs> yeah, you should probably have to cut some pounds. Not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The, the Jeremy Stevens, the Jose Aldos, you know, all that I see. I'm like, oh, this is just Jake and Logan can fight for the next five years at this rate. If they keep putting these guys out like this, it's good business. There's a, there's a lane for it. That's all I'm yeah. saying. There's a lane for it. Yeah, but the whole good card, good for him. Uh, real quick on this too, though. When I bought this, so I bought it on my laptop. I try to buy it on my TV. I have an Insignia Fire TV, like the Amazon Fire TV. Yeah, it's Lifelikes. <laughs> no, it's cheap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then I was like, they said that you can buy the app there. So I tried to download the app and it says uh, unavailable. The app is unavailable. So I'm like, that sucks. So I went, download on my laptop and then I try to cast it. So you can cast it to your TV, right? Airplay. So I casted it. Everything worked. The chat room and everything except for the video wouldn't play. So then I'm like, maybe I have a, you know, my IO, my system is older. So I went to my phone and my I iPad. I, t- I tried every possible way it and it wouldn't work. I could only watch it on my laptop. That's a bummer. That was, and I couldn't fast forward. I was sorry. I couldn't rewind when I saw something. I couldn't pause, you know, all that stuff, which. Hey, bro, it's the first one. Be cool, man. <laughs> I don't know how, how old that pay-per-view app is, but it, it was, it, for me, it was shitty. I'm why, wondering if other, other people felt the same way. Why, why did I think it was on uh, UFC Fight Pass? It was on UFC Fight Pass, too, but I don't have Fight Pass. Oh, that's I don't, I have up. Up. 
you have ESPN Plus. That's all I have. Oh, but yeah. if you have, I think if you have Fight Pass, you can stream it on. I'm not right? gonna buy Fight Pass. Though. Yeah, yeah, because they fired me. What? Because they fired me. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there yeah. you go. What else you got? Uh, so there's other fights. Real quick, we'll just touch on them. Uh, PFL uh, Brendan Lochnane beat Marlon Rise, who's had like a. Ugh, it's a tough ride for him right now. Yes. He's been losing a ton of fights. Um, Shout out to Brendan. Wilkinson beat Tiago Santos. And then we'll move over to this real quick. Uh, Kat's gonna, but there's a bell tour. So she won against Leah McCourt. Unanimous decision. And now her next opponent most likely will ha- will ha- should be Chris She's Cyborg. She's free agent though now. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. Well, likely it's going to be Chris Cyborg though. Yeah. Yeah. And then the biggest upset of the weekend. Um, or the biggest news. San Diego State. Um, in that last second shot, they're about to get their ass whooped. I hope not by UConn tonight. But um, uh, the, that was it. Joey Davis? Jay Davis? Go back to the fight card. Oh, on I thought you this one. Oh. He was like a minus 3,000 or some shit. Joey Davis? Joey Davis. Jo- I mean, it's, uh, it has to be one of the biggest upsets in a hot fucking second. Is it Beltar? Since Tommy Fury beat Jake Paul. What? <laughs> oh, uh, Jeff Bel- Crichton yeah. versus Joey Davis? Yeah, yeah Joey De- Davis. I mean, you're talking about wrestling legend dude pedigree uh, bring it up. he i'm telling you he must have been a I don't, minus five thousand. so that's his ncaa yeah dude gold 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 gold, gold. isn't that crazy mm-hmm. such a savage he took some time off and then uh yeah oh he's a f- dude so he took a two and a half year layoff uh made his return <laughs> over the weekend despite being a ready for this a fourteen to one favorite. Man, that's tough. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. We'll be all right though. But that's the beauty of MMA too. You never know. Yeah. Uh, the biggest news, I guess, basically for the MMA world is uh, Endeavor, who owns the UFC. Uh, they're they're doing a deal with WWE, and then I guess they're teaming them up to create a new company that's going to be publicly traded. Dude, so it's going to be worth that shit. UFC, the lines are going to get a little blurry. If you're a hardcore fan, you liked, you know, the the old UFC days, you know, the UFC 99s and 100s, those days are gone. We're getting closer to the weird matrix where WWE and this UFC world slowly combining. They've already crossed paths a little bit. And uh, it makes sense. Cause, you know, Dana White, don't get me wrong, he deserves everything he's, he's earned there with the UFC. But his business plan, it's not like he invented the iPhone. His, his business plan is the exact same as Vince McMahon's. They were the first to do it. So he's taking a page out of their book. Anything you see WWE does, the UFC does. So for Endeavor, who owns the UFC, to be like, well, why don't we buy the, the big dog, you know? Um, so the deal transaction values UFC at, that's the crazy part too. Hold up here. Mm-hmm. The deal transaction values UFC at twelve point one billion, an impressive increase over four billion ever paid for the promotion two thousand sixteen. But the WWE is valued at nine point three billion. You're yeah. telling me UFC is more valuable than WWE? According to this, yes. What? It's insane, right? I think once they do this purchase, they have to like show the stats of whatever the values are. So that's when it was, you know, that's when this news came out that it was actually valued. at. Here's where it gets dicey. Here's where it gets really dicey. So explain this. 
2016, the UFC was purchased for what? Uh, eight billion or some shit like that. No, no, no four, oh, four. So four billion. Yeah. They're worth twelve billion now. So that's eight more billion dollars that they've been that they're worth. Have you seen a huge increase in fighter pay? No, that's the problem. So if I'm the fighter, it doesn't matter. It you know it doesn't fucking matter. I beat this dead horse so many times. If if you're an agent and you have a roster of badasses and you read this news and go, the UFC's worth eight more billion dollars than we signed our contract four years ago. Hey man, pay us more money. What leg does the UFC have to stand on? What argument do they have where they're like, we just can't? Why not? Don't want to? You know, it's like what? What's the what? What argument is there if you're a fighter and you're listening to this? Ask your manager, agent. Hey, hey, man, why can't we get more money? I would love an explanation of why you can't. Now, if you say it's the market value, exactly. It's the market value. They've gone up $8 billion. And if they go, well, your pay from the last time you signed has gone up 10%. No, I, I get that. But that's 10% of 80 grand. So I'm making whatever, 88,000 now. They've gone up how many times? Eight more billion dollars? And you're giving me a 10% raise? Or how about, see, this, it's good and bad that's coming to light. Because also, the UFC per fight for bonuses is $50,000. It used to be 100,000. They've gone lower and they've made more. Everyone's cool with this. We're all okay with this. Yeah, you're not going to do shit. You ain't going to do shit. You know that cobalt in your phone is terrible. We ain't doing shit. We all use iPhones. You ain't doing shit. Find out that cobalt fucking battery in your Tesla's horrible for people it's slave labor you ain't doing shit you know the ufcs are getting paid pennies the fighters are getting paid pennies now for wme for william or uh for endeavor i mean dude they're just it's it's it gets it's dicey it gets dicey i know i keep saying dicey this episode it's because it is it gets dicey because the owners of the ufc which is a legit sports organization also owns the WWE, which, listen, it's hard work. I get it, but it's not real sports. It's just, but to blur those lines is already for the common fan who's not huge in the UFC and kind of knows about WWE, and you mix those, it makes the water even murky, 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 you know? And here you have, you know, Ron Rousey's over there. You have Brock over there. Now, when they, now how much easier... You don't think Brock's going to fight John Jones after this deal? You don't think Brock Lesnar's going to mosey on over? And now Endeavor owns both of them. Easy deal to get done. Easy deal to get done. Also, Vince McMahon, shave your mustache. Shave it right now. Shave your mustache and do less TRT right now, sir. Go to him. He looks like Wario. Is it that one right there? Yeah. Oh Dude, my gosh. Look, look at that. That's me <laughs> I didn't in know that. 20 years. I'm slowly morphing into that. But my ears won't be that big because of my cauliflower. I'm slowly morphing into that. That is 
a, that's Broadway's live action Wario. If Mar Super Mario's was on Broadway, that's Wario. That's who that is. Holler. Yeah. Same person. Pretty much. TRT'd up. Same person. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. So he's dyeing his hair and his. I didn't know he did that either. Also, here's something else for you guys to chew on, silly bitches. How about this? How about this, dude? Think of the current climate we're in. You know me. I'm all against the, the cancel culture. I don't like any of that shit. But what's it tell you? If you're big enough, you're powerful enough, and good for them. They've earned every bit of it. And I'm not saying any action should be taken. I'm just saying how weird is it that there's been people accused of way less who lost their careers, got fucked over. There's video of Dana Salt and his wife. There's endless accounts and witnesses, and the guy had to step down from his position as the chairman of WWE. There's tons of evidence, legit evidence. But then I have friends who've been canceled for way less. These men have gotten bigger. They've made more money. Endeavor, Endeavor owns Hollywood. So Hollywood wants to sit on their high horse and say, this guy can't perform here, or this guy can't be in this movie. That but these two are okay. Fuck you. They've gotten bigger, dude. That's how weird Hollywood is. How strange is that? Like legit, anybody else is royally fucked eating a couple of noodles every night while jacking off to The Undertaker if you're Vince McMahon and you're not Vince McMahon. You know what I'm saying? If you look like Wario and you didn't have that power, you're jacking off the Mankind old reruns. Not him. He sold his company for whatever it was, seven, six billion dollars. And he's still going to be the face of it. Dana's gotten bigger. And I'm not saying they should do anything to these men. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about it. What I'm saying is, is if you're going to keep that energy with certain people, keep it across the board. Don't be so wishy-washy. Because these guys have a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. It's very strange to me. That's Hollywood in a nutshell. What else you got, Chin? Vince, I know you're a huge fan of the show. Shave that mustache. And stop dyeing your eyebrows, dude. Stop dyeing your eyebrows. Especially you're worth whatever billions of dollars. You don't have to do that, man. There's not enough people around them to go, don't dye the eyebrows. The mustache, if you have to shave down, don't do that. Unless you're Michael Jordan, you can't do that, dude. You can't do that. He's like, I'm worth $5 billion. I'm like, you mm, can do that. So when Jose Aldo, I don't, so I don't know if you know, he won the, he didn't win. It was a majority draw against him and Jeremy Stevens mm -hmm. or Jeremy Stevens. And then since that bout happened, Conor McGregor tweeted me and Aldo should box. And then, you know, I don't know, we talked about it before. There's an article where yeah, Aldo Jose was, was cool. cool. Yeah, cool with Yeah, he's like, it's a cool matchup and, you know, <laughs> we needed him and I love him. That's my brother. But after he's this, like, you son of a bitch. He goes, asshole. Yeah, he's like, yeah, asshole. He, that's just him looking for a fight. Again, these are feeder leaks for those big boxing. Yeah, games. there you that's go. That's all it is. And then this is also what he said to Jeremy Cruz. He only talks now because he has a fight booked and does so to sell anything, not to actually fight. He's a son of a bitch. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then Conor McGregor replied with this. Who pissing your acai? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, then. Whatever, lad. I was only trying to be nice. Who pissing your acai? That's funny. 
And then uh, he also tweeted this last thing here. Me and who the fuck is that guy should box? Which Meaning is Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's all this is. Feeders into that. And then real quick to end this part. I didn't get this. I saw this. Who is that chick? That's Conor McGregor's mom. I guess they, this is a while ago. <laughs> Conor McGregor's mom said hi to him. And they took a picture together. And he posted it. He just put the picture in this post. Did his mom ask for this pic? That's what Jeremy Stevens says, but who knows what happened? I don't know. Well, why would he ask for a pic with Connor's mom? <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> He's always a while ago. It's hilarious picture, yeah. though. Jeremy Stevens hilarious. But he goes, yeah, your brittle bones ready to throw heat. Name the place and time. You can have the steroids because I know you got wobbly legs in the late rounds. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this one was kind of weird, too. So this is Connor McGregor talking about Justin Gaethje, because Justin Gaethje said he'll retire if yeah if, if Connor, Connor gets wins, title shot before title shot, which is weird. Yeah, and then so the Connor just replied with this: that brain dead fool got a title shot off one single win and was versus Chandler. Yet he will quit and retire if I get the same thing. Classic Gaethje bird brain, jackass two title attempt, no wins. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, this is we talked about Patty Pimlet last week about him. Doing the surgery, he just he just finished the surgery and he's calling out Jared Gordon again to do a rematch. And then this is Jared Gordon's response. Right. Funny thing is, going in the fight had ankle injury as well. Documented, uh, documented by the UFC. I, c- I couldn't walk for weeks after our fight too. I get why he's angry. He knows I won, like the rest of the world. Yeah, so I, I wonder if uh, Gordon even wants that fight. He doesn't. He said he has bigger. Yeah, yeah I think they need to move on. Mm-hmm. But also, let's say they did make that fight for whatever reason. I don't think they should. Let's say they made that fight. Is that a main event in London? No. I don't think like, so, right? Yeah, it's not a, I don't see anyone vying for that fucking fight. Like, we have to see it again. Mm-hmm. I think they both need to move on. But I remember someone, some sort of MMA person said that uh, this is smart by Patty because, you know, Gordon was a big, well, not big, but it was a jump up in competition. And he realized he couldn't really beat him. So he's like, fight him again versus someone even higher now. Yeah. So that might be like a strategic thing with yeah. uh, Patty. They need to slow down on him. Mm. He's, he's, he still needs to develop because he his his star powers outshine his experience yeah, yeah, and talent yeah. right yep. now. So they need to. And hopefully that humbled him to get. And even though he's had surgery and stuff, hopefully he's working on his skills, which I'm sure he is. But yeah, there's a lot of guys where their star outshines their their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about two bout announcements for Bellator 297. It's a. Uh, Vadim Nemkov, who's a killer, versus Yoel Romero, and then Sergio Pettis versus Patricio Pitbull. Someone, I have this June group 16. chat with a bunch of guys you would know, and someone sent me this uh, video. It says it shows uh, Yoel Romero running. It says, uh, "Why does Yoel look like he has uh, uh, rods in his? He runs so stiff, like he has ro- rods in his neck or back. And like that's because he does. And he's literally like he can't. <laughs> he's just running straight up. He just seems so dense and yeah, yeah." Yeah, Nemkov versus Romero is a great fight. I'll take Nemkov in that fight, though. Cool. And we haven't heard from your boy, Brian Ortega, in a while, but um, I guess he's responding to Ilya Tapuria, who just beat, uh, he beat Bryce Mitchell pretty badly not too long ago. Yeah, he looked fantastic. Yeah. But also, uh, Brian doesn't want the fight. He said, he yeah, said yeah. in this league, you don't get to my level with your mouth. Like, you got to win some fights. Exactly. So you pretty much know this article. He was, uh, so uh, Tapuria was calling up Ortega, but Ortega's like, you know, First of all, he's injured. He's still, you know, recovering from his shoulder injury, so he can't fight anyways. And then, uh, yeah, he should get to the top position before calling out Ortega. But he he definitely fought him. 
if he was okay. But right once now. they're on their way up to where I'm at, then you can come and join him. But you can't use your mouth to come up here, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the fighting world. You can only do so much with the mouth. And this time uh, is you're going to have to fight. I know he has a fight lined up. Good for him. And after, if he earns his way up, then let's do it. Yeah, that's the right way to do that. And the yeah, fight lined up is Josh Holy Emmett. shit. Yeah, five-round headliner. God, dog. So I think, obviously, if he beats Josh Emmett, then he's definitely in the... Yeah, yeah. then Brian Ortega's next, and then title yeah. shot. Jesus, they put him on the fast track. But boy, did he look good, didn't he? Yeah, Fuck he looked really sakes, good. He looked good. Topiria and uh, Josh Emmett. Fuck, man. It's a great fight. If I'm Emmett, I'm like, I guess I'll take that fight. That sucks for him. <laughs> yeah. I it's like, I guess I want that. All right, so the uh, PFL's senior vice president, Lauren Mack, said that Jake Paul will definitely have his first, or yeah, his only MMA fight in the organization by the end of this year. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Who depends who he's gonna fight, right? A big, big know, number yeah, yeah. for PFL, but to do what he's doing in boxing, like that takes all your attention and efforts. To go away from that and focus on MMA, you know, depends what he wants to do. I think by him going over to MMA shows us that he, you know, he knows that he's just gonna take these money fights. I don't. He, his goal is not to be a world champion in boxing. There's you can't do both. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. He's already behind the ball. He's already behind the eight ball in boxing. He lost Tommy Fury. Now you can focus on MMA. So he's just doing these big payday fights. Good for him. It's exactly what he should be doing. Mm. And uh, one more on Jake Paul. So I guess one of his training partners for boxing uh, was this guy, Marcus Perez, who was in the UFC for a little bit. And uh, I guess he was supposed to be paid 300 bucks to spar Jake Paul. And Jake Paul didn't pay him because he was being, I don't know, like a kind of a... You know, a taunting kind of guy and he was beating him up and all that stuff but then eventually he never ended up paying him so i said uh i think that's because others were cool uh they told me they went all right not with me my session ended in a fight his quarterman wanted to enter the ring and get me he started trying to punch the back of my head because i started taunting him he got mad he's not used to this i started sh- uh, showboating keeping my hands low i dropped him with a body punch he got mad so I punched him in the nose and drew blood. He got desperate. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how true this is, but that's what he's claiming. But since you never know either. Like, here's the other thing. You know, trust me, this bullshit. It, it falls from the top. Jake Paul's probably not running his finances to pay sparring partners. Probably one of his coaches. Has nothing to do. I bet Jake's like, yeah, pay. Or just communication guy. issues. I bet even now Jake's like, yeah, pay the fucking guy. I don't need this. You know. Um. I won't play this clip because I wonder if we can, but it's basically Logan Paul saying that he'd want to fight Tyson Fury in MMA. Obviously, he said if he get punched, he'd be destroyed, but he's like, it's, you know, he could just take him down and destroy him on the ground. Uh, Yeah, I don't like that for Logan. You know, don't get me wrong. The kid has more wrestling experience than Tyson, but you're talking about the greatest heavyweight to ever do it with great footwork and who's... You know, the comments are right there. They said Logan's act, he wrestled in high school. He acts like he's Bo Nickel or something. Yeah, I, I agree. The, you know, the wrestling pedigree, I don't think is enough to, to beat Tyson Fury in any form of combat sports, you know? <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is a quick, interesting one. So Benson Henderson, you know, how he always puts toothpicks in his mouth, right? When he yeah. fights and everything. I guess there's one time that he actually, he actually swallowed the toothpick. Yeah. He was trying to scare his mom. Yeah. Like coming down the stairs because he, he, he just graduated. He wanted to surprise her. And then he ended up swallowing the toothpick. And then it doesn't say what happened as far as like, 
He didn't go to the hospital or anything. I guess he just literally swallowed a toothpick and goes, I have no, I've had no complications since. So apparently he's, he actually That's swallowed funny. a toothpick. But he's all right. He's all right. And that, I actually Googled you know, what, what could happen. And apparently it could, you know, pierce your Cut organs. And, stuff. and yeah. you can't digest the, the, the oh, toothpick either. So, so he's it, probably passed it. Maybe it just stuck somewhere and just was whatever. Okay. I don't know. Um, another quick one. So remember Bilal Muhammad uh, met up with Dana White. Here's a picture of him. They said they had a great talk or whatever. Everything was good. This is after the whole Colby Covington conspiracy thing with, you know, Leon Edwards. But now Bilal's saying that he's only interested in either Edwards, Kamar Usman, or Covington. Next. What, what's up? What about uh, Shavkat? I know. That's Shavkat. what I'm saying. So even though the UFC wants it, even Dana White said it, he's going to do yeah. Shavkat next. He's saying he's only interested in, in uh, Edwards, Usman, or Colby. Well, Kobe's and fighting this is Leon. after they met up with yeah, Dana White. Well, Colby's fighting Leon. We know that. Mm -hmm. Kamaro, who knows how long he has off. So I guess they'll wait for Kamaro. So Kamaro versus Muhammad. Yeah, so I guess that... I mean, to be fair, too, Muhammad deserves that, 100%. Absolutely. I don't like the... the Shafkat? Shafkat fight. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's, he's, he's past that. Yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't have to fight this young lion coming up. Like, he's already earned his chops. All right. Here's another real quick one. Dustin Poirier, he's going to be on the commentary team for UFC 287 on the desk as a desk analyst. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Good for Dustin. I wonder who he's replacing. I don't know. They, is it like he's replacing, replacing Dominic or Biz, they usually have Bisping on the desk up there if they're not working the fights. Yeah, and sometimes Anthony Smith. Like there's Anthony Smith yeah. or uh, Rashad sometimes too. Sometimes Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Bryant. This one I thought was trippy because the reason why I found this article because it was related to the UFC, but I guess there's this female pro wrestler. Um, her name is She Hulk or something like that. Standard. She went to a the UFC San Antonio, which was, you know, Cheeto Vera in San Hagen. And then she was staying with one of her friends. And then apparently at 4 a.m., so she said, like, some guy's going to come pick me up. I'm going to go with him because he's going to introduce me to people from the UFC. And then she went at missing. At 4 a.m.? Yeah, it's super weird. She went missing for an entire week. Her friend was trying to get a hold of her. Okay. And then suddenly she was found a week later in downtown somewhere in Austin, I think. Okay. By the police. And all it says is <laughs> some guy called, you took, you know, had her phone and called her friend. Said like, I have your, you know, your friend's phone. I took it from her. And literally that's the only thing that I can hear. Uh, she's returned home now, but that's the she's only fine. thing on the story. Did she say anything? No. So did literally she that's the, it. Did she meet with the UFC at 4 a.m.? You didn't say shit. It's, other than her mom is happy that she's home now. Jesus but it's super Christ. weird. God dang. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's intense, Jen. What's up? That's intense. Yeah. Hopefully she's all right. Jesus Christ. I wonder what they did. Oh, we're pay attention to the Thick Boy Instagram because they're doing a uh, Q&A on there. So submit your questions for UFC 287 or whatever matchups you want to talk about. Uh, we'll air that on Thursday. I'll be answering your questions. Cool. Get them in by Wednesday, and it'll be on the Thick Boy uh, Instagram. I guess we'll just finish off on this one. I remember I thought this was a joke. It's not going to happen. No, with, I thought uh, it was going to happen for sure. Yeah. So Rampage Jackson and Bob Sapp, they did a fight circus. And I mean, if you watch the clip, and I'm not sure. we can, It's on Twitter, so I think we can. But if you watch this clip, you can tell they're just taking it easy. It's just like. 
It's just tough to do head movement, not hit your buddy. God, Rampage just rocking him with this fucking hook. But I mean, Rampage could, could destroy these guys yeah, if he wanted cool. to. Who yeah, are yeah. these two? I think they're like a a radio team or something like that. They're lucky Rampage and... Bu- oh, uppercut by Rampage. <laughs> Bob Sapp barely touching him. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of silly, but they actually went through with it. Looks like they had fun, though. Fight Circus, yeah. All right, that's pretty much it. All right, kids. Well, that's it here. You got my picks for UFC 287. Enjoy the fight card. Come watch it with me, Brian Callen, Cheeto Vera, and a very special guest live 7 p.m. Thick Boy YouTube, Calabasas Fight Campaign for UFC 287. Uh, on the docket for tour-wise, uh, next week I'm in Atlanta. That's Atlanta, Georgia at the Punchline, April 13th through the 15th, Atlanta, Georgia. And then June 2nd through the 4th, La Jolla Comedy Store. That's right outside uh, San Diego. So that's uh, June 2nd through the 4th, the Comedy Store in La Jolla. And then after that, I'm off to Europe. Belfast, Glasgow, Manchester, London, Cardiff, Dublin is June 25th. So come get you some Europe. All right. Uh, tickets at thickboy.com. Tiger Thick Whiskey across the board, $59.99. Get at thickboy.com. That's it, kids. Tune into the Calabas Fight Companion this Saturday, UFC 287. Come watch it with me at the Fight Companion with Cheeto Vera, Brian Count, very special guest, which I'll announce on Thursday. And myself will be there live for UFC 287 on Thick Boy YouTube. All right. Love you guys. Be nice to each other. Atlanta. See you next week. I'm out. If you're into Thick Boys, <laughs> like, subscribe, comment. God bless America. Well, that's not my big one. Just kidding.